Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk Sports Edition. Things you thought you knew. Yeah, got Gary Riley. Gary. Hey, Neil. Uh, Chuck Nice, my hey, co-hosts what's here. What's happening? All right, guys, guys. So we're going to do some explaining uh -huh. today. And I want to talk about the exit velocity of home runs in baseball. Ooh. You know, now that they can report this information, they do. You mean like when you hit a baseball into space? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that would be escape velocity. Oh, oh that's the escape velocity. Escape velocity. Ah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, nobody, okay. Nobody done that yet, not even. Yeah, I was going to say, how many steroids does it take to make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> be up there in the space station and baseball goes by. It's so like, what, is, what is the longest distance in Major League Baseball? What, is, it, is it Fenway has the longest Outfield. Um, right. Well, for, the, for, the, for the longest while, Yankee Stadium had the shortest and longest, well, in, in my childhood. There might have been earlier mm -hmm. stadiums that came and went that I didn't know anything about. But in my childhood, Yankee Stadium had the shortest and longest points coexisting on a field. And the right field line was 296, mm -hmm. 297 feet. And left mm -hmm. center was 460-something feet. It's so far away, they said, nobody's going to hit it out here. Let's put monuments out here. So there's a flagpole, there's monuments <laughs> to old Yankee players. And so if you could hit the ball past the outfielders into that, it could bounce around the monuments and you get the inside the park home run. So, uh, wow. And so now, because there's such analytics going on in baseball, mm. they're tracking not only how far your home run goes, by the way, even if it lands in the upper deck, they will complete the parabola and then tell you where, how far away it would have landed if it hit landed on a level surface with where you were standing when you hit it. So they'll do that. Okay. But they'll also tell you what the, what the, um, the exit velocity is of the ball. Um, and here's an interesting one, which I think is a little unfair because it's, ruin it's ruining the, the weirdness of baseball. They'll tell you how many stadiums your home run would be a home run and how many other stadiums uh, it would, would, it have, would not. It would not. And it almost cheapens it. You know, maybe I hit it there on purpose in this stadium, knowing right. I get a home run in this stadium. And I hit it somewhere yep. else in a different stadium. Why are you going to take that from me? You know, why you got to be like that? <laughs> Yeah, well, the answer is uh, I wasn't there. Oh, so okay. now, and another point, you know that what? right? You know that wouldn't have been a, a a home run in the Green Monster. Yeah, well, good thing I'm in the Houston. Okay. Shut up. <laughs> and yeah. also, the uh, consider the Yankees, which had all these. They're called the Bronx Bombers for a reason, right? They have very right. interesting historical home run hitters. Babe Ruth, not the least among them, and. Many of those home run hitters were left-handed. And your power is when you pull the ball. And if you're left-handed, you just plunk the ball beyond the 296-foot foul line, and you've got a home run. So no one is subtracting away Babe Ruth home runs just because they would have only been a home run in Yankee Stadium with that, with that shape. So right. you know, mm. if, if, if you're going to do this, make then standardize every field, but then you lose the personality of every stadium. Of every yeah, stadium. You're changing, yeah, totally. the sport. you're changing the sport. So back to exit velocity. So they've been tracking this. So a couple of interesting things to consider. Um, the, you know, they're typically, to get out of the stadium, the ball has to leave the bat. Depends on the angle, of course, but has to leave the bat anywhere between 90 and 120 miles an hour. Um, and depending on the angle, many of them yeah. that I've seen are between like 95 and 110 miles an hour, but you can easily pop home runs at 100 miles an hour exit velocity. But I have an issue. I have an issue, okay? The only way to get the velocity of the ball is to use a Doppler phenomenon on it. You use a Doppler speed gun, basically, what the cops use when they fire microwaves at you, wait for the return signal, see how much it has Doppler shifted, and then 
they can calculate, all right, based on the speed of the light and the return signal, how fast you were going. And they'll do that for how fast the baseball was going. Here's the problem. You only get the correct speed if you are looking exactly in the direction the ball is coming. Mm -hmm. If you are at any angle to that, you will measure you have a lesser speed than the actual ball is moving. And if, you're, a, and if, you're, flex, if you're sideways to it, the right. speed you're going to measure is zero because the right. ball is neither coming towards you or away from you. That's the limit. It's not reflecting any light back but, well, uh, In the direction it's moving, correct. Right, okay. in the direction it's moving. Cor okay, so I don't know what they're doing to get the speed of the ball off the bat. Because if the ball goes up at an angle, which it does every time you're hitting a home run, is there a radar gun floating in the middle of the sky of the stadium? Okay, that's looking right down the right down the path of the ball as it met the bat. I don't know, and I don't think so. Is there a way to calculate the distance and travel time and the arc? account for gravity and then say that uh, the, that for it to reach this particular point, it would have to slow down this much and therefore it was going this speed as the moment it left the bat. Okay, Chuck, that set of garbled phrases that came out of your mouth <laughs> are all, uh, all those are interconnected. Yes. Okay. There is an okay. equation that will tell you how far an object will go, a projectile will go, if you know how fast it was launched and at what right. angle it was sent. Now, technically, you also want to know the air resistance and things, but that's a little harder if there's wind blowing behind it or in front of it. So you can treat it like it's, if there's no air resistance, you get like the perfect example of it. And the ball will just simply go a little less far because of the air resistance to it, okay? Or it might go farther if it has a tailwind. I mean, it could do either. Yeah. Point is, uh, I ha I don't know how they're getting the velocity off the bat unless they're measuring it straight on. If they're measuring it straight on, then they're getting the wrong speed. But then they have to measure the angle, okay? All right. Mm -hmm. Now, here's another issue I have. The angle they're giving it is the angle the ball is leaving the bat with the horizontal. Okay? Right. All right. Was it 10 degrees up, 20, 30, 40? But that's not the angle that matters here. They're doing it wrong. Okay? Okay. Okay. Because, because the angle the bat is swung at, okay, that has to factor in here somehow. Okay? Now, watch what happens. Right. If I swing the bat horizontally, as you're trained in, in Little League, right? Good level mm -hmm. swing, okay? And the ball goes up at like a 45-degree angle, let's say. Right. Some of the speed of your bat went to send the ball forward, and some went to send the ball upwards, okay? Mm -hmm. The net speed is of the ball is less than that of your bat, okay? And we can know exactly what this, it would be the square root of two, uh, one divided by the square root of two, okay? If you do the math on that, okay? okay. But it, it, basically, it comes mm -hmm. from the right triangles in your, what you took right. in eighth grade, okay? That's okay. the math that's in this. And I, you were probably thinking, Chuck, I will never need to know this. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. it's so good to know that this has an application in baseball because <laughs> I'm sure no one's sitting in the, in the stands just like, hmm. Okay, so watch what happens. If only I could remember my Euclidean math. Right <laughs> oh, nice we job. would be able to <laughs> little, little write, write that down on your stat card. But, Listen, there should be a little place on the on the when you're keeping score in baseball for this to happen. <laughs> so Neil, basically what I'm hearing here as the token Brit, you know, not not being a baseball expert aficionado, is what best an educated guess. 
as rather than empirical evidence of accuracy as to the speed it leaves the pitcher's hand, the speed at which it no 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 we know the speed it leaves we know the speed of the pitch because the yeah the, the, because there's the, a straight the on gun. It, it's straight radar, on yeah. looking straight, straight at the pitcher on, looking right mm-hmm. at the ball as it comes looking down the alley right at the pitcher so I, that's not a problem okay okay we got the speed of the pitch accurately not a problem um, oh by the way if it's one of these uh, pitches that dips depending yeah. on where they measured it they're not going to get the full speed of the ball moving in its path because some of that speed is now no longer directly towards the, the speed camera, okay? Yeah, because right. the, the ball is different. And the same thing as a curveball too, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Any ball that's not going straight at the camera, they're going to measure less than the actual speed. So a fastball straight on, they got it. But anything less... What if they put a camera in the mound? Uh, and watch it straight down behind them. Because you can measure it either way, the speeds. No, no, I'm thinking for the, for the hitter. To, to get that head on, would that, that wouldn't track at all. No, he needs to get the exit uh, velocity mm. if you had a camera in the mound. No, no, no. Looking at the, looking at the batter, looking, right? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, no, 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 no. Yes. Oh, the exit velocity of the hit. So, all I'm declaring in this segment for you is right. either they have circumvented the laws of physics somehow in their measurements, or they're zealous with their ability to measure speeds of things because they've had the pitch of speed for decades now, all right? But right. now they can get bat speed and ball speed and launch angle. And I'm telling you that the launch angle is not being properly measured to be helpful in this exercise. And I'm telling you that if you take a level, and I'll tell you something else, the farthest you can possibly send a projectile is at a 45 degree angle okay this is the phys- this is this is physics 101 yeah. you do this like right. in the second week of class however however if you hit the ball at a 45 degree angle it will not go as far as if you hit it at a lesser angle and so mm. all of this matters to the batter, if they're thinking about it, if they remember their Euclidean geometry from eighth grade. <laughs> Chuck, okay. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? So it turns out, for most swings, the ball will go much farther at like a 30-degree angle than at a 45-degree angle. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason. For, I don't know if we have time to get to it. There's a reason for that. And I think all these angles need to be rethought when they report it to the listener to explain what's going on so we can know who the power hitters are and why. And, and that's all, that, that just sets the table for doing more of this and another things you thought you knew. Wow, there you go. So uh, here's the uh, takeaway, people. Uh, Major League Baseball is lying to you. No, I think... They are I, I lying. Think I think they're being, they're being zealous in their ability to measure. So then they put it, they measure everything, right? right. right? And they think they're getting mm. it right, and, and it's not, okay? So there is a reason why the farthest balls are not hit at 45-degree angle, okay? There's a reason okay. for that. And, uh, but we don't have time for it. I'm sorry. Well, that would have been a home run, oh. but it looks like uh, he hit it at a 45-degree angle. What a shame. What a shame. Just inside the park, a little bit enough to be snagged at the wall. There you have it. Next time, try 30 degrees there. <laughs> that, that would completely change, change the commentary. Of the- <laughs> Who's next up? Pythagoras. <laughs> Oh, yeah, back up for Pythagoras, boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's end it there. So, when we come back, we're going to find out why 45 degrees works in the physics textbook, but not on the baseball Oh, that's called a cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, we'll see you in a moment. So, things you thought you knew. I got plenty more to say about exit velocity of baseballs. And it's been all the rage with the data. 
It's like people are data yeah. happy. They, it's like they can measure it and they put it out there. Uh, it's and a good so, thing that we're going to get more because uh, what we found out the last time was that uh, Major League Baseball, there's a bunch of liars. Uh, no. Lion sacks of balls. That's what they are. <laughs> no. But, no, no, they want to believe they they have deep insights into what's going on, where they give the 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 exit velocity of the ball, the the pitch, the the launch right. angle from the bat, and I so, blame next gen stats for this. Okay, but that's fine. But here's here's so let me remind everyone of the problem. Okay, okay? okay. I do not know how they are getting the actual velocity of the ball after it leaves the bat, which would require, okay, a, a, um, one of the uh, radar measurement, radar guns in the exact line of the ball itself. Gotcha. Okay? So one of these would have to be mounted in the catcher's groin, looking up at the ball. Okay. You, or by something. the way, you just made me want to watch baseball <laughs> because I want to know what's happening with the groin cam. <laughs> The groin I'm, I'm all about the groin cam, okay? <laughs> oh, no. So, or a camera or a, a radar gun floating in the middle of the stadium in the air in the direction that the ball is hit so that the measurement is along the sight line of the camera itself, which is why the person measuring the speed of the pitcher sits behind home plate behind the, the screen, right. okay? Yeah. They're in the exact line, all right? And which is why if a cop stops you and they're not directly in front of you on You're the road. You're black. That's case I'm pretty one. pretty sure that case I, I clocked you at uh, 90 miles an hour. Uh, bro, you, were no, you weren't even here. What are you talking about? You were sitting in the rest stop. What are you saying? <laughs> All, right. All right, go ahead. So, go ahead. so the most accurate speed a cop can measure for your car is if they are standing right in front of your car while it's speeding and they take the right. measurement. But they're not going to do that because that's dangerous. No. So they go to the side of the right. road. Okay? Or they'll catch mm -hmm. you on a turn, which is fine because then you're down. coming straight at the camera. Yeah, but either way, you even see on them the because side of the road, to... based on what we just did in the last one, you're still guilty yeah. because that means they would measure you at a lower speed. Correct. That's what oh, I was getting at. Mm -hmm. So right. if they get yeah. you breaking the speed limit by measuring your speed at the side right. of the road, you're definitely breaking the speed had they measured it in the Officer, road. So you got nothing I, to say. I'm going to have to protest. I saw you on the side, and you saying you got me at 88 <laughs> miles an hour, but you were on the side. Uh, yeah, but I got you on the side, which means you were doing more than 88 miles an hour. Well, that's because I have a flux capacitor. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it, it was 88 it, right? miles an hour, exactly. wasn't it? Yeah. So it was yeah. totally the flux capacitor. Uh, all right. So, so where was I? So, he, so here's, one, what, here's something we know in physics. If you want to send an object, a projectile, as far as possible from where you're standing... You want to throw it at a 45-degree angle, which is exactly midway between zero and 90. Right. In that way, e. all the energy that lifts it equals all the energy that propels it. Right. Okay? And that way, neither one nor the other sort of wins out, thereby carrying the ball as far as it possibly can go. All right? So... If you, uh, so I did this calculation for a pitched ball, all right? You can say, you can ask, what is the slowest pitch a pitcher can throw a ball so that it still reaches home plate? Do you ever wonder uh, that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's called uh, Chuck Throws the Ball. As hard as he can. <laughs> and it will go as slow as a ball can go to reach the home plate. <laughs> So I, I calculated at the distance, which is 60 feet, 6 inches. Um, at, of course, the pitcher's hand extends forward of the pitching mound, and the catcher sits behind home plate. So, you know, there's some, it's not exactly 60 feet, 6 inches, but it's close enough for this mm -hmm. calculation. So yeah. the minimum speed that they can throw it and still reach the catcher is 30 miles an hour. Okay. That's thrown at a 45-degree angle. Okay? If you throw it at a lower angle than that, it'll hit the ground before home plate. 
Mm. If you throw it at a higher angle than that, it'll hit the ground before home plate. If you throw it at a 45-degree angle, you have maximized how far it'll take it. Okay, so, so what's going on in baseball? That is not the farthest home run if you hit it at 45-degree angles. Here's the problem. The problem is your bat speed is only moving in the direction your bat is moving. That, that, right. that sentence was stupid. <laughs> your, <laughs> your bat speed is only in the plane in which you are swinging the bat. Yep. Okay? So, if you are swinging in the limit horizontally, and the ball comes off at a 45-degree angle, you did not impart all the velocity of the bat to the ball. Okay. Ooh. Okay? That's like it says. Now, Now, think about it. If you swing the bat horizontally, and the ball goes straight up, you imparted no forward velocity to the ball. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, the question is, how do you maximize the velocity of the bat to be imparted into the exit velocity of the ball? Uh, you get your GM to sign Aaron Judge. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you do that. So, the way to do this, but they're not going to do it, I'll tell you why in a minute, is to swing at a 45-degree angle. Hmm. Then, then the 110-mile-an-hour moving bat will, will send the ball at 110 miles per hour at, 40, at a 45-degree angle. All of the speed of the bat gets imparted to the ball. Sometimes it looks like that happens when you see, like, these power hitters kind of, it looks like they go down and dig the ball up Yes. So, so what they're doing from the angles I've seen is they're swinging for the ball to go about 30 degrees up. Okay. 45 is like, it is no, they're not doing 45 degrees. 30 degrees with that power slugger, you know, down and up. Those are coming in closer to 20 to 30 degrees angle. In so doing, 100% of the bat speed is transmitted to the ball. And at 30 degrees, even though that's not the best angle, it is the best combination of angle and speed given the configuration of what's going on at home plate. Wow. Okay, I don't, does any of this yes. make sense? So, okay, now here's the problem. If you try to hit the ball at a 45-degree angle, but the ball is coming in horizontally, that's really hard. Because what's the limit of that? The limit of that is, let's say you want to swing vertically up at the ball as it goes by. What are the chances of you succeeding at that? Right. Okay. <laughs> the ball's going by you at 90 you miles an hour, at it. and you're trying to, to chop at it, okay? <laughs> Not, okay? So, the steeper is your angle that you're swinging relative to the angle of the pitch coming in, makes it harder to make contact with the ball. And a 45-degree angle, that's a, that would be really hard to do that. So you want at least some of the bat's plane to overlap the plane of the pitched ball, okay, so that you make some kind of contact at all. So when you combine a swing that's up at an angle, but not 45 degrees, but definitely not horizontal because you're not getting your full speed out of that. You combine that with a slugger who's moving his bat at 120, 110 miles an hour, the ball comes in and there it goes, off at 110 miles an hour. You've got it. And there's your home run. But I can tell you, if batters manage to make contact at a 45-degree angle, they'd hit the ball 600 yards. I mean, 600 feet. Wow. I can tell you, if the, if the batter managed to hit the ball at 45 degrees, they'd be maximizing the physics equation, and uh, gone are your pop-outs, because you would just be hitting home runs practically every time. Look at that. So, Neil, what difference does it make if we have two different body shapes? So you've got Aaron Judge at 6'6", six, six, and Altuve down there at 5 foot something. It's, it's all bat speed. Okay, but their, with their ability to get the angle correct on the swing. 
Oh, well, with Altuve, what is he, 5'8"? So the strike zone is much lower for him, right? Mm -hmm. And smaller. So uh, I don't see why it's, he still wouldn't be able to swing up at a nice 30-degree uh, nice angle. Yeah, because you have uh, the, the pitcher ball. is kind of bound by the strike zone, and the strike zone is determined by the player. By, by the, the size, size of, of the player, player. right. right. Correct, mm -hmm. correct. So, uh, so I love players like Altuve because no, he's not six seven or however big Judge Judge is on the Yankees, and he popped home runs like the, you know the right. best of them, and it, so so we we can't ignore the value of technique, hand eye coordination, uh, mm -hmm. response time, brain synapse. Am I going to swing at this pitch where I only have a fraction of a second to make that decision? And if I do swing, I have to position the bat where the ball is, where I think it will be when my bat goes through the strike zone. And so, so all I'm saying is it's hard to chop up at a ball to try to hit it. So you still want to swing mostly forward and get that, get that uh, bat speed on the ball as much as possible. So, yeah, so the big sluggers, they're not swinging horizontally. Take a look at their home run swings. It's up at an angle. Look at that. And there you have it. That's pretty yeah. cool, actually. Yeah, so, so you know, the fact that... Uh, here's something interesting. Now, what is the best angle <laughs> here's for a good one. Here's, I got to go. Here's, I, I got one. Here it is. You ready? You're at home plate, and you have a batter swing the ball at a pitch... And they, it, the exit velocity is like 100 miles an hour, and they, and the ball goes, let's say, 400 feet, and it's a home run. Okay. Now get a pitcher who can throw the ball at 100 miles an hour, and have them throw it at a 45 degree angle. They will throw the ball farther into the bleachers than the batter would have hit the ball into the bleachers. Whoa. Because you have home runs that go at 100 miles right. an hour. That, yeah. Okay? Exit velocity, 100 right. miles an hour. Well, I can, I'm a good pitcher. I can throw the ball at 100 miles an hour. But I can choose what angle for all of that speed to come off my hand. And I'm going to choose 45-degree angle. But you, the batter, are swinging at a 30-degree angle. And so my throw is going to go farther than your That's hit. You. That, wow. That's a That's weird a weird thought, little factoid. That that's right. counterintuitive, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, right. See, I would I would always look at a ball being hit traveling at a more shallow angle to travel further. No. And you're saying to me, I, I know because I've listened to what you've said. <laughs> yes. And okay. thank you for listening so to I, what I said. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh -huh. um, in my mind, it will travel further. It also doesn't, and it will move it will get to its destination quicker because the higher you go, the longer it takes to travel. Correct. That means guy, guys in the outfield have more chance of getting to where that ball is and possibly catching Only it. if it falls in the outfield. Inside. Right. Yes. Correct. So I'm, I'm just wondering whether or not the technique is to go for a more shallow rather than to go for the optimum 45-degree angle. I don't know that they have the ability to swing at a level pitch 45 at a 45-degree angle. Degree right. angle. I just don't mm -hmm. see that. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a, it could be a future thing they attempt, but it's yeah. hard enough hitting the ball, swinging in the same plane as the ball, and they miss most of the time, right? They don't. Nobody gets hits fifty percent of the time. They get hits thirty percent of the time, and they make it into the Hall of mm -hmm. Fame, right? right? So, yeah. making contact with a moving ball that the pitcher doesn't want you to hit is hard enough, and yeah. now changing the plane of the bat to get an angle so that the ball can hit farther, you, I bet you'd strike out all the, all the much. You, you'd be a lesser mm. offensive player because of how many more times you'd be missing uh, and missing the ball. Well, there it is. It's uh, bottom of the ninth. We've got two outs, and it's a full count. Judge at the plate, and here's the pitch. Oh, look at that. It looks like he was trying to execute a perfect acute angle strike on the ball, but unfortunately, <laughs> it looks like he formed a perpendicular line to the bisector and ended up being a big pop-out. <laughs> I love your fake made-up words along the way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't so so in summary. Uh, it's not realistic to swing the bat at a 45-degree right. angle. 
you, it'll be, it's very hard to hit a moving target that way. So you pick a lower angle, such as 30 degrees, that still gives you a good chance of making contact with the ball. And most of the bat speed will be transmitted to the ball, okay? To the forward motion of the ball. And if you swing the bat at 120 miles an hour, let's say, at the point of contact with the yeah. ball, a 30-degree angle, uh, if you swing horizontally and it goes up at a 30-degree angle, the cosine of 30 is 0.86. Round that off to 0.9. So the ball is still hit with 90% of the speed of your bat. Um, so you're still, you're still doing well there. And if you increase the angle just a little bit, then all the bat speed goes to the ball, and the ball is launched at your bat speed. And I, wow. I'm still a question what numbers they're using in baseball. But everything I told you works regardless of how they measure it. Uh, it's a, uh, and this is that's how that that's how that. So works. I think what we have learned here is that Neil deGrasse Tyson is the only person that can have this conversation at a baseball field. <laughs> <laughs> what they should be doing, what they should be measuring, is not the angle the ball is with the field. Right. They should be measuring the angle the ball takes off the, from the swing plane of the bat. Gotcha. Okay? And that will tell you how much speed is not going to the ball that the bat had on contact. Okay? Because when the angle is 90 degrees, there's no forward speed going to the ball. It's a straight pop-up back to there the catcher. Go. All right? So, that, so you can learn a lot that way by, by getting these numbers accurate. And tell me the angle at which the batter swung the bat. I want to know that too. Okay? So what we need to do is put a request out to our audience who are incredibly knowledgeable and say, do you have the answer to Neil's question? How are these metrics, how is this data being captured? And if needs be, come and speak to Neil and uh, <laughs> we'll put you straight. Yeah, I don't think that they're doing it right. I don't see how they could possibly be doing it. Um, and, and I think the angle, it's not the interesting angle, the angle to the horizontal. It's the angle to the bat. That's a way more, and, and so, what angle do you want the ball to come off the bat with? You tell me right now after this conversation. 45 degrees. No. No. Back at the cost <laughs> for me. <laughs> what angle do you want it to come off the bat relative to the plane that you swung at? Come off the bat relative to, I want it to come off the bat straight off the bat. Thank you. Zero, Zero degrees, degrees off the bat. Right off the okay? bat. Okay? So, so if I'm swinging at 30 degrees, the ball is also coming off at 30 right. degrees. And all of my bat speed goes right. to the ball. That's what you get. So Chuck, you move gold star on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, so, Gary, you come to my office hours later. Okay. Yeah, I, I get it. Um, so this is what the hitters call sweet spot. If they can hit full on and then not deviate the angle of which their swing is at. They don't get... Remember the guy, Jeff Blum, who won World Series with uh, the White Sox back in 2005? I think he was. He said if he hits it You can bad, feel it. He it gets hurts a hand, his hands. Yeah, he gets a handful of... No, he said a handful right. of yeah, bees. Hurts his, you mm. feel the sting. And, and, okay, yeah. but that's... I mean, the bat... Because they still use wood instead oh. of aluminum to... And they mm -hmm. use, like, leather and pine tar and spit... And baseball is still 100 years old in its technologies, and they still use human judgment to decide whether a ball goes inside of a rectangle, all right? And so all of this is still the case. It's a sweet spot. So he, he knows intuitively that he's hit it sweet. Because they're still, the direct. Because they're still yeah. using wood, and wood has right. grain, there is, mm -hmm. old, there is a sweet spot on the bat, like there's a sweet spot on a tennis racket. There's a sweet spot yeah. on the bat where all the grain is working in your favor, and it's where the, all the grain lines up, mm. okay? And you want tight grain in your bat, um, uh, ideally. Uh, when I was in Little League, the, I, my best bat was one had the tightest grain. You want to make contact where the grain is all lined up, all right? And that's why they put the stamp on the what we call the top of the bat, where mm. there is no grain exposed. And you, you can swing either with that facing you or facing away. And that will line up the grain properly. So if you hit the ball correctly, you get this. You get what they say, good wood on the mm -hmm. ball. 
And I like joking in Little League now because they all use aluminum bats. They say, oh, you got good aluminum on that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we got to take a quick break. But when we come back, more of Things You Thought You Knew on Star Talk Sports Edition. We're back. Things You Thought mm-hmm. You Knew. Sports edition. Uh, so, guys, yeah. I got something. We're, we're in the theme of baseball here. So, I just want to. I just want to. It's not often I say nice things about the human species. All right. Just as an yeah. organism, it's not often I do because because we don't deserve it. You know, if you can, if you yeah. compared us to the rest of the animal mm-hmm. kingdom, if you had an all animal Olympics. There's not a single event we would win. <laughs> I'm just <So> saying. <laughs> Maybe the shooting, all right, or whatever. The, but How what? about complaining? Yeah. Complaining. Maybe we'll win that. But yeah. running, jumping, you know, lifting, all of this. I don't think we yeah. would. We, uh, but, so here's something we're really good at. And you almost, and you don't need much training. Sitting on the couch eating potato chips. That's okay. one. That's one. Another mm-hmm. one is, if you see a projectile in the air and you want to catch it, and you run at just the right speed mm. so that you are where the projectile lands in your mitt when you arrive. Okay. This is an extraordinary feat that I don't think we give ourselves enough oh, credit for. Oh, I disagree. We give ourselves tons of credit for that because <laughs> there are guys that we pay millions of dollars That's to true. do just that <laughs> with millions of dollars. Of dollars. <laughs> so, but, All over the globe. But you don't have to be a million-dollar player to be able to catch a ball in the outfield. Okay? I know, but need, you, you, in, you just have to have such a hand-eye coordination. You have to have a, an, an extra kind of sense sometimes because you do see this some people who are I'm saying that, uncoordinated that, that completely. That extra sense is yeah. common in our species. That's all I'm saying. That's, it's why mm-hmm. you have like weekend softball games with middle-aged men. Okay, where they can still catch the ball running in the outfield, and they were never professional. You have little league and pony league and 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 double A, triple A, and the majors. Yeah. Everybody, it, it's softball. Everybody can run and be where the ball is when it lands. And if they miss it, it's because they they didn't, they weren't fast enough. Not because if they were fast enough, they would have still missed it. Okay, so I'm just trying to tell you that you can solve this mathematically, and we do this in physics 101 where you have a projectile and its arc is well approximated by a parabola, which is a particular yeah. shape that things will take um, when they're in free, uh, under the influence of gravity and only gravity. And it comes close. It's not the exact shape. It's close enough for almost any purpose that we have here. And so there's a parabola. We have an equation for that. Okay. And so the equation is not only for the shape, but for the object that's following the parabolic path. Where is that object at one half of a second? At one second? At two seconds? Has it landed yet? How many seconds is it airborne? We know the complete trajectory of that parabola because I can write it down. Mm -hmm. We have these equations, okay? Then there I am running in a straight line at a constant speed. And I want my path through space, which is on the field, okay? I want my path on the field to intersect this parabola moving through the air so that we arrive at the same place at the same time. Just think of that. that, that that's, that's not a trivial, using, it, you solve it with simultaneous equations, all right? You're, I don't know if you remember that from your ninth grade math. All right. When, no. when do you learn simultaneous? I forgot when. Uh, I went to Philadelphia Public School, so uh, <laughs> so it's you we, uh, stop that about Philadelphia we, Public School. I, I think I think I'm going to take that, that course next year. <laughs> stop! Stop! 
talk, talking, <laughs> talking smack about Philadelphia. I'm sure there's some fine teachers no, and yeah. fine schools. I in went the to one of them. Didn't your mama yeah, teach in the public did, schools? And she taught. She, she taught did. at the companion right. school that I attended, as a matter of fact, which is which is a STEM okay. academy. So I should shut up. <laughs> okay, that's it. yeah. All right. Well, your mama come yeah, back and she slap will. your She would ass. be very upset right. that I'm making fun of. She whipping <laughs> really bad. Now that you think about it. All right, Gary, what, what, right. What, do you, what do you say? What do you got? Here? All right, but we've got Chuck, Chuck's on the naughty step for now. Um, you think about this, and the guy's in the outfield with his mitt. He's not got any calculations going on on a calculator, on a piece of paper. This is all going off in here. This is Correct. intuitive. But also add into that, I have done this so many times. I've also now got what I would call in-game intelligence. Who's pitching? What pitch are they going to deliver? And who's hitting? What's their go-to? How's that going to come? So I might even, before this wood hits the ball, I'll have already moved myself into a certain position, anticipating the potential of this ball coming. This is all in-game intelligence. And then they'll adjust because they know once that exit angle is, is, is visible, they will move accordingly. Yes. And it's, it's just, it's all of this going on in here, just brilliance. What else you also have to learn is if they hook or slice mm. the ball, then mm -hmm. the spin on the ball makes it not entirely ballistic, okay? There's yeah. an aerodynamic force operating, so it'll hook, depending if it's a right-handed batter or left-handed batter, it'll hook left or slice right, to, to borrow terms from golf. And so you not only have to run fast enough to be where the ball would have been in a purely ballistic trajectory, you have to then compensate for it with the yes. extra move. That's yeah. why you see these guys running full force into the foul right. lines and into the embankments because depending on whether it was a left-handed batter or a right-handed batter, the ball had extra sideways right. drift to it. That's harder to get yes. right. And that'll mm. get almost everybody but a, a professional player, and it even gets professional players every and now that and that is why what both of you said, the place hitters are the guys that are so, like, squirrely and, and, and difficult to, to play against because they don't match up with that. It's like, oh, we know that this guy pulls left. We know, but the place hitters are like, yeah, I'm going this way now. I see you guys shifted. I'm going the opposite direction. So, yeah. so my issue with that, Chuck, I, I want to so badly believe that, okay? And I sort of do. Right. But if most of the time you don't get it, right. Who say, are you right? to say that the one time you did get it, I yeah, I that, meant that. Right. If you really meant it, they do that all the time. If you can't do that, if 70% of the time you're walking home, 75% of the time you're going back to the dugout after you saw 10 pitches, then I, who am I to believe you that you that you have any control at all? Right. Okay? So someone explained it to me after a while because they were tired of hearing me rant about this. And they said, you can swing in such a way so that if you hit the ball, it goes where you want. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Mm -hmm. That's how you. That's how. Yeah. They, those are the guys. They, like you know, what the, was his get name? The angle. I forget his name. He used to always get them. Was it Paul Olaru? Was his name? I think. Anyway, but there, there's guys that just like consistently get on base, and they're like contact mm -hmm. hitters. They're not trying. They're mm -hmm. just like I don't give a damn. I'm just gonna let the bat touch the ball, and that's it. And then I, you know, and I'll go from there. Yeah, but still, seventy percent of the time and, they oh, don't no, get out. You know, yeah. they don't get a hit. Yeah. So just to be clear. Yeah. But the thing is, Neil, a hitter will have to read the field because if the field is misplaced and he doesn't read it and he does make the contact and he hits it to where it's overloaded, he's screwing his chances up. Yeah, so that's he's true. got okay. to have some awareness. I agree. All that's true. But I'm making a more pure physics comment. Here, I understand that. That, I understand that any fly ball that you can catch. You can you will, now occasionally if you're really fast and you, you can run to it and just wait for the ball to come into your mitt. Right, that yeah. can happen. But for so many fly balls, they're running at just the rate necessary, so that they're exactly and necessary, just so they're exactly when the ball hits. And they're generally not running their fastest for most of those catches. They're running at the rate that their brain, like you said, Gary, that the brain mm. tells them is the right speed to be where the ball is so that they're at the same place at the same time. That, that is a simultaneous physics equation that you do in yeah. Physics 101, and, and humans do it in their head 
almost intuitively. And I'm just very proud of us for that. Yes, there's some people who are not coordinated and may never mm. be coordinated, but and they were never on the field to begin with, or they were on the mm. field once and they were never invited back. But this, this feature of the human mind that I'm telling you about is so widespread that I think it's something inherent in just well, what I'm it is to be I'm trying to figure human. out what, why, what skill, I'm sorry, what task would we have needed to develop this skill? Because, I mean, it would have to be something okay. in our evolutionary past. Okay, suppose, suppose it's, a, it's your dinner back when we were hunter-gatherers, right. and you have a spear, mm. and you are running to intersect the, your dinner. Well, that, that's a good motivation. Yeah. That's a good moment. But, and then, but you, you have a spear, so you don't have to be in that exact spot. But if you ran in a way that you didn't close your distance to it, you died because you were not fed. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, Neil, go back. I, mean, I, I don't know if that's true, Chuck, but right, I'm making I that up as saying. some plausible yeah, explanation. Sense. Right. You know when you said about running towards the ball? Yes. And sometimes they don't run at their top speed. But because you don't have to. The, and they don't run to the ball. Oh, by the way, and I've done this experiment with children, right? If you, mm. do, to your point, Gary, do you learn this or is it intuitive? Is it a sixth sense? So if you take a small, a child, a toddler, and you mm -hmm. roll a ball to them, they will go to where they see the ball is, not to yes. where they project the ball will be when they get mm -hmm. there. And starting around six, maybe, right. or seven, from my test that I've done, they will begin to anticipate where the ball will be, factoring in the rate at which they close in on the ball so they can get yeah. there at also the same time. Also factoring in the, uh, the, that they've been hit in the face with a ball many, many times, <laughs> misjudging <laughs> where it will be. <laughs> Chuck, don't bring your childhood into the middle of the show. Don't bring your childhood traumas. <laughs> you, you will learn as an athlete, and I, I learned this, and there's a phrase I'm going to use um, just in a second when I'm playing football, soccer. And it's, don't let your own speed beat you. So if you run too fast towards the, sub, the, the object that you're trying to get, then your yeah. own speed yeah, and football you. And football, and they and call so, that over-pursuit. And it's, and it's, some, oh, it's interesting. called over-pursuit. Yeah, and yeah. it's something that defensive uh, players do. And you're right, it's a detriment because they anticipate the play being at point A and whoever, it, they're so quick to get to that point, but the play shifts in that yeah. fraction of a second and now they're standing there in the middle of nowhere because... <laughs> Plus, if you get there yeah. quicker than you need to, you have to use energy to well, slow down yeah. that you wouldn't yeah. have otherwise needed. Or you, you missed right. your object. It's, it's, it's speed with intelligence. Yes. And, and it's being able to, and this comes from just years of experience, some people have a better level of in-game intelligence to begin with. Some people get that through experience. Those people who have a higher level get that experience. They get even better. And you know, what's, so the, what's the, interesting in, the, in American football, there's mm -hmm. the chase with, of the guy running down the line with the ball, right? And so everyone is trying to get him. They, they know the guy's fast, so you're not going to catch him from behind because he's a, he's, a, he's a running back or he's a wide receiver, whatever. They're the fastest players That's on right. the field. So you're not going to... You're not going to chase them down. If you were that fast, you should have been on the offense instead of the defense. All right. yeah. So, so the only players that have any chance are the ones that come into them Playing at the an angles. angle. And you see yeah. these, you see these people descending the, on them at an angle. And of course, they're running to where they will be when the runner gets there, unless yeah. the runner puts a move on them. Of course, but which see, is, yeah, which but then they, they they cut inside. There's a little chop, and they use the speed of the pursuer to beat them. Yes, I mean it's just. And it's it, yes, it's, but if it was if it was a pure intersection of lines, you you would you would run at the rate that you would intersect them when when right, you yeah. got there. But of course, it's it's a living, breathing, uh, action sport, right? So uh, yeah, we're taking it back to baseball. Mm -hmm. You've got this guy in the outfield. Ah, look, he's he's lucky. He just he catches it all the time. He's lucky. No, he's not. He's known where to be. At that I, moment, I agree. I don't over have... and over and over again. Well, plus and now they have data on where the batter hits the ball right, fifty exactly. percent of the mm -hmm. time. So yeah, that's the whole argument a few years ago about the shift. This whole idea of like you're ruining the game because you're making correct, it so that it's, correct. people can't really get hits because everybody's positioning themselves based on based and on. And I'm the saying, data. if you're a batter hitting the other freaking direction, you're, you, we pay you a zillion right. dollars a year. Hit exactly. the other way. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. Don't blame the outfielders for right. figuring you out. I blame the batter for not, not being able to adjust. Staying wide right. on the field. Right, right. So I'm, yeah. I don't. So the thing is, you're looking at guys who are that good in the outfield. They're the guys that have read the scouting reports and the data. So here's the a guys question: who aren't good haven't read it. Here's a question I have not successfully answered for myself, and I've taken this to some cybermetric people, and they scratch their head a bit. So mm -hmm. here it is. And, and you think I have the answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you 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 have performed professionally okay, on a soccer a field. Go. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'll have a go. Okay, yep. if you are fast and mm -hmm. you play in the outfield, if you are yeah. fast, do you make more or fewer spectacular catches? I'm going to say fewer because well, you're I'll, so fast see, if, if, that you're if getting I never there show up to, in, you're getting there to make okay. it look easy. If I never show up on the highlight reel, it means I'm faster than everyone right. else who did. See, because <laughs> you know what makes a highlight? Or, I don't have to make a shoestring. I don't have to or, make a shoestring exactly. catch because I'm standing there waiting right. for the ball. So the other the other side of that is my speed, my I'll call it electric speed because I'm bigging myself up, allows me to cover more of the outfield. This is what I'm getting. And the ball, right? The ball that the slower athlete can't get. I'll get, and I'll get that sh that highlight real catch time after time after time. So because that's the rebuttal, Chuck. So, exactly yeah, what Gary see, said. A, so my right, perimeter, right. my my perimeter is bigger, is bigger than yours right. is if I run faster. Yeah, than and you know what we call that? So, you know what we call that right. We call that an outfield what? hog. Okay, you you're left field. No, you're left field. What the hell are you doing over here in center field? Because I had it. I said I got it. What part of I got it? Don't you understand? You big outfield hog, showboat and piece of crap, you. This is why our clubhouse cannot get along. Guys like you, showboating all the time. Chuck, this is not baggage hour from your little league trauma, okay? This is. So for me, those two competing facts have mm -hmm. prevented me from settling on whether my speed with my bigger perimeter means there will always be the ball that I will shoestring catch, and I'll simply make more outs. Uh, I'll perform more outs than someone who's shorter. And that, but yet we'll both be on the highlight reel. My personal jury is still out on mm -hmm. that. I, to, I wonder if it can mm -hmm. be solved mathematically. My personal my jury is that. keep your stats on your side of the field. <laughs> Center okay. field is mine. All right. <laughs> All right, so three cheers for the human yeah. mind, eye, brain, hand coordination, and right. the fact that we can do what would otherwise take the solutions of simultaneous equations and graph paper to Amazing. figure out. All right, good to be human. You agree, yes. Chuck? You agree, Gary? For catching uh, crap, occasionally. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> All right, dudes. Good stuff. There it is. Uh, that's the right. things you thought you knew. Yet another installment. Always fun doing these with you guys, Chuck, Gary. Uh, things you thought you knew. Pleasure. Sports Star Talk, Sports Edition. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. Keep looking out. <laughs>